Lord, would you open your word to our hearts this morning and our hearts to your word, that in the meeting place between them, your life may be born in us. For your glory's sake. Amen. She tried to hide it as long as she could, but that couldn't be forever. She knew that, and her heart was heavy with the impending decision which would tear their paths apart forever. Margaret left the small northern town near the army base one chill February morning in 1943 to stay far away with a family friend in Dorset until the baby was born. The romance that had blossomed with Bert had suddenly turned into a predicament that she was trapped in. He didn't want to know. He'd be posted elsewhere in months. Her parents, well, they were horrified. And they considered their reputation and the family business and that their livelihood would be in ruins if word got out. Margaret would, of course, have to give up the baby. Though every nerve in her body screamed in protest. When one hot summer day in June, she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy in a Dorset nursing home. She ached to hold him, to love him. It's what she had been made for. But how could she? Within 24 hours, he would be taken out of her life as he had been taken out of her body. And every day, she would think about the boy she had called Robert. It may not have been his given name. What did she know? But to her, he had an imagined personality as real as fact. What became of Margaret? Well, the Margaret I knew, and that wasn't her real name, whose story is not dissimilar from this one, lived a solitary life in a curious time warp in Wakefield, a flat stuck in a post-war era. She'd let go on one level, but on another, she never had and never would. She waited like a rather curious Miss Havisham figure for the past to walk back in through the door and her life to begin again. Her life's clock had stopped that day. If Mothering Sunday is about nothing more than the sugary sentimentality of verses on flower-strewn cards... It's a far cry from the reality for many people. If Mothering Sunday leaves someone like Margaret more isolated and alienated than ever, the church has done the world a disservice.
the heart of God reaches out for those whose arms ache for lost children. She tried to hide him as long as she could, but that couldn't be forever. She knew that, and her heart was heavy within her at the impending decision which would tear their paths apart from one another. Jochebed would understand Margaret. She too had been forced to give her son away. She too had been unable to name him. But he was to be Moses. It means drawn out, a name given by the princess who drew him from the waters. But he had also been drawn out of Jochebed's home and life and family. Jochebed would understand the fear as she sought to hide her infant son whose lungs were growing as fast as his body. Can you imagine the agony, the heavy-heartedness with which she spent hours patiently weaving the basket which would protect her son from the waters? She would not weave the warp and weft of his life as she had imagined. Her tears tested the effectiveness of the pitch and bitumen. Finally, the basket was placed in the most protected place possible, amongst the reeds which would guard her child from currents and direct sunlight. And she let go with anguished prayer. He was not weaned. He could not last long without the, the milk which her body continued to produce. But to give him the chance to live, she had to let him go. And when Miriam, her daughter, returns with the baby's new adoptive mum, an Egyptian princess, to secure Jochebed as a wet nurse, there must have been a sense of awe at how God works. Because she had let him go, he would be used to speak God's words to Pharaoh. Let my people go. Moses' life was an extraordinary one. But it could never have happened but for an ordinary mother with extraordinary courage and faith and a willingness to let go. She probably never saw how God used her son. She probably would have died in slavery, wondering what had become of the boy to whom she gave birth. No doubt she prayed for him. 
God alone knows how her prayers shaped Moses' destiny. And mothers down the ages have done the same, like Jochebed, like Mary, when they have let go of their children and prayed. And those of us who are mothers, in little, smaller ways, we have done the same. Letting them go, whether into the care of a childminder, their first day at school, out on public transport for the first time without us, parties, university, leaving home, marriage. We know like Jochebed, like Margaret, that they are going to be exposed to environments where values very different from ours will be taught. Situations that we would wish to protect them from will confront them. They will make choices and mistakes. But failing to let go diminishes them and us. Parenting is a role that we may embark on to fulfill our own needs and longings, but it cannot be played out for our benefit, but for theirs. Therein lies its cost. It is a sacrificial road being a parent. Perhaps it's no mere accident of history that Mothering Sunday comes midway through our Lenten journey to the cross. And there, at its foot, we see the agony of letting go played out in the life of Mary. And in his agony... Jesus entrusts her to John, and a new family unit is established. Church in embryo. Family life exists where we create it. It's not about the nice, neat, nuclear family of mom, dad, and the statutory 2.4 children that we recall from years gone by romantically wishing that it could be as neat and tidy as that all over again. The way things used to be. But the way things used to be has never been the way things used to be. There have always been Margaret's with their anguish and their secrets. And today... Exploitation and trafficking and deprivation still force mothers to leave their children unwillingly. The cameo pictures of Jochebed and Mary suggest that family life was never neat and straightforward in the Bible either. There is room today for Margaret's and for Jochebed's. There is room today for those like Pharaoh's daughter, those who have never given birth, but nonetheless have taken on the care and protection of children, 
whether in family life, at work, or in community. If that's you, this is your day too, for you have loved and nurtured and let go. Why does this mothering parenting business have to be so costly? Why can't it be the bed of roses that the greetings cards suggest? Because love is at its heart sacrificial. God, too, knows the cost of letting go. The heart of God reaches out to those whose arms ache for lost children because he knows how it feels. And the arms of Jesus ached in agony on the cross to show the extent to which love will go in sacrifice. May God bless all who carry the cost of parenting today. Amen.